Welcome to the Garden Wise Show with Colorado's most knowledgeable and entertaining garden experts, the Garden Wise Guys, Keith Funk and Jim Borland. Get ready for gardening tips that you can use right now. New plants, hot products, and the latest from horticultural science. The lines are open, so call into the Legend Studio now. 303-477-2473. 303-477-2473. On the air since 1994, the Garden Wise Guys have the answers to your questions about gardening in the high-altitude desert of the Colorado Front Range. And now, here are your hosts, the Garden Wise Guys. And the Garden Wise Guys are back right here in Legends A10, taking your phone calls when you call in, 303-477-2473. And once again, we're talking about stuff over, over the break that we will not be talking on the air. We could, we, could, we could have another show consisting only of what we talk about on our breaks. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> Probably wouldn't might, last long in the air. That that <laughs> might inhibit the conversation if we knew it was being going to be broadcast. <laughs> uh, thank goodness Sean doesn't turn us on, have us on on the air over the breaks. We're assuming he doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If, if, if it's indeed otherwise, please let us know. <laughs> yeah, really. Let's go out and see what Jolene is up to this morning. Good morning, Jolene. Good morning. How are you? Oh, just Danny. Live, live Jolene, the I love it when you call in. Because you have such a lovely first name, and you know what everybody thinks of when they hear your name. Yes. Yeah. And I like that song. Yeah, I do too, actually. I do do too. Um, So my question is, because I just got up, I I missed your talks on begonias. My husband was very diligent and saved one of my beautiful begonias, and it's still blooming, not as much as it was. But um, I wanted to take it outside again for the summer. So what do I do with it? It's a good two feet tall. Do you know what kind it is? No. Mm. It's not the, it's the kind that gets the, it's like, I think it's a wax begonia. Oh, all right. So it has fairly small flowers and clusters? Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Probably red flowers. They're actually pink. Okay. Okay. Uh, there's a number of different things you can do to that. Um, I think the first thing I would do is start by taking some cuttings from the top of the plant, remove the flowers, uh, remove any foliage. I mean, uh, about a six-inch cutting or so. Uh, remove all but about two leaves and start them in some nice, fresh potting soil. And then once you get those growing and rooted and doing well, then you can cut the main plant practically to the ground and rejuvenate it. Oh, I can't. Oh, okay. But I would get the cutting started first. So cuttings in fresh potting soil. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Don't okay. do it in, don't try to root them in water. Okay. I won't then. Okay. Now, um, I have one other question, and that is I have a peace plant um, that we received, that I received as a gift for, for um, my mom and dad. And um, it, it grows, and then, then a leaf turns black. Then another leaf comes up, and it's beautiful green, and then it turns black. What kind uh, of a pot is it in? It's a really in a big pot. And does this pot have a drainage hole in the bottom? Yes. Okay, good. Uh, and what kind of light are, <clears throat> are you subjecting this thing to? Right now it's in the west window, but it's on the 
um, like it doesn't get the direct sun in the west. Window. Okay, and how often do you water it? Once a week. Okay, don't do that anymore. Okay. Water it only when the soil is dry. That may be two weeks. It may be three weeks. Okay. It may be, as the season moves on, it may be every couple of days. But okay. you, I think you're probably keeping it too wet. I might be. Um, I'm, I'm looking at it right now, and it's totally dry. So, it, in fact, the, the dirt is hard. Has, it, has the dirt pulled away from the side of the pot? A little bit, yeah. Okay. What you're going to need to do then to rehydrate that soil, because what's going to happen when you water it is more than likely most of the water will run down through that gap between the soil and the pot and run yes. out the bottom and not really wet the soil. Okay. So what I would recommend is you... How big a pot is it, do you think? Ten in, eight or ten inches? Oh, no, it's a little smaller. Okay, um, good. It, it's about four or five inches. Mm-hmm. Uh, and how big is the plant? The plant is about three inches. There's, e- there's two of them, and there's three, it, they're each about three inches tall. And there was a little one bud starting, but now it's starting to get black, too, on the top. Now we're wondering, when you said peace plant, we had a, a plant in mind, and now we're thinking, that's probably another plant we had in mind. Does It doesn't have any label to it at all? No. No, I th- I'm, I'm pretty sure it was a peace plant, though. Uh, has it ever flowered? No. This, yes, it did. When, before I cut it back severely, yes, it did cut. Okay, and could you describe what the flower looked like? Well, it looks like a half moon with a, a stem in the middle, and it's white. And white. Okay, that sounds like a peace lily. Yeah. So what I would do is take that pot and take it to the sink or wherever that you can you can put it in some standing water, maybe halfway up the pot. Okay. And and let it sit in that for about half an hour to to rehydrate that soil. Okay. And then from then on, um, before it gets bone dry like that, you want to make sure it's well watered. And in a, a small pot like that, it, it it's probably going to be fairly frequent. Okay. All right. I'll do that then today. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was wondering because that, that's, um, I have another piece plant in the house and it's huge and it's doing super well. Yeah. I have another flower. Now, what, when you... When you soak the pot in water, like Keith described, go, uh, go ahead and lift the pot and note in your mind how heavy that pot is. Okay. And the next time you think it needs to be watered, lift that pot and see if it's still really, really heavy. Okay. You can judge how much uh, or when to water just by how heavy it feels. Okay. And there are dwarf varieties. So I'm thinking that if you had one in a, in a four or five inch pot that was blooming, it's probably one of the, the dwarf or miniature types rather than the big one that you described earlier. Okay. Yeah. All right. That would be too. Yeah, we got it as a gift. Uh-huh. So it came. It, it, have you fertilized it at all? Huh? Have you fertilized it? Yes, I do. <clears throat> I Every other watering. Okay. Oh, good. Okay. Uh, 20, 20, 20 or something like that. Yeah. Okay, I will do that. I'll put it into, just put the whole pot in water halfway up. Yes, and let it sit there. For about half an hour is all. Not, not, not much longer than that. You don't want to drown it. Okay. 
And yep. then, and when you pull it out, let it drain. Don't put it back. Uh, you probably have a saucer underneath of it. Yes, I do. Uh, don't let the water sit in that saucer for any length of time. Okay. So you know, pull the water out of the out of the uh, drain. Let's say in your sink, and just let it sit there a bit and and drain all the excess water out of it. Okay. And then go ahead and put it on the saucer. Will do. All okay. right. Okay. Very good. All right. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome so much. Have a good day. All right. Thanks you for too, calling. Jolene. Thank See you. Out today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you bet. <laughs> See ya. Bye bye. Yeah, uh, peace lilies are one of those plants that you either have a knack for them or you don't. And I always tend to kill them. <laughs> <laughs> But then I killed geraniums, you know. And, and oh, I come on. We we've all killed almost everything. I know. At least know. once. Yeah. And you learn uh, if, if you're smart. You learn from killing. True. <laughs> it's not why we kill, but when it happens, you try to learn. I do have a success. I've got a uh, a gardenia, and it's. It's budding up and getting ready oh, to okay. flower. And well, you've got higher humidity. Maybe it'll work down there. Well, downstairs, I see. It's downstairs, but it's not in the orchid room. It's in the other side. Oh, okay. With the, with the general population. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, some of that moisture sneaked out from your I'm sure it does. Yeah. I'm sure it and does. That's going to help. And a cool, cooler temperature. Cooler temperatures and, a, and very bright light under those yeah. big light fixtures that I've got. Yes. And it... It was one of those plants that I had a weak moment. I normally don't buy plants from big box stores, mm -hmm. especially house plants, because they usually come with bugs. Yeah. And I checked this one over thoroughly, and the the price tag was just. I figured if 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 it comes home with something, I can always chuck it because I'm not spending much money on it. Yeah. Well, it ended up having mealybug. <laughs> of course. And I have spent <laughs> two months <laughs> treating it for mealybug. Yeah. I think I got it, but you never no. really know. No. But it is it is putting out new leaves now, which it hadn't been doing. It's putting out new leaves, it's putting out new flower buds. I have hope. No, one should one of those flower buds should open, then what are you gonna do with the plant? I don't know. Will you take it up into the No, house? no, I'm not gonna okay. move it. Right. I'm not going to move it. I'll I'll cut the flowers off and take them up and float them in a in a bowl or something like yeah. that. I'm growing it for my wife. She loves yeah. gardenias. Yeah. I could care less about gardenias. Okay, I love the flower, the flowers. I do too. Yeah. And I remember back in uh, when Paulinos was still around, mm -hmm. and I'd go and have coffee with Mick and Liz and Mike and that sort of thing. And they had gardenias all the time there. Yeah. And Mick, Mick would always go out because he knew Aretha loved them. He'd always go out in the garden center and cut a gardenia flower and give it to me to take home to Aretha. Yeah. They maintain that smell even when they turn yellow and, and oh yeah and dry yeah <laughs> that's a pretty cool plant. So it was, it's just one of those <clears throat> sentimental plants that if I can do it, and I've tried a number of times and failed, and I don't like failing, mm -hmm. especially at growing plants. That bothers me. It seems like a personal <laughs> affront. Yes, <laughs> and so I will succeed with this. So far, so good. So far, so good. Yeah. And then, I don't know, maybe I'll take it outside for the summer and on the north side yeah, where it stays cooler and it doesn't have the hot direct sun on where, it. Where I can get another, another dose of, of mealybug. mealybugs. <laughs> or spider mites. Or maybe aphids. <laughs> or all three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know. If you're lucky. Or thrip. <laughs> and thrips. So. Yeah, you know, yeah. all of those <laughs> would be just spectacular to have. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a year to get rid of thrip in the orchid room. 
Yeah. They're horrible things. I know. They're horrible good. things. They fly. They ruin the flowers. My cattleyas would last. Well, they'd, they'd open damaged. They wouldn't even yeah, be right, nice when damage, the day yeah. that they opened. They'd yeah. be damaged when they, when they opened because the thripper on the flower buds. And then they'd last maybe two or three days instead of three or four weeks. It, big problem in growing carnations and roses. Yeah, yeah. Or um, gladiolus outside. And they spread diseases, yeah. uh, especially viruses, which is not something that you want in your orchid collection. No. But I did get rid of them. Took a while. I used every material <laughs> available to me and some not available to me. Yeah. <laughs> Managed to get my hands on. And you know what was ac- what actually got me to succeed mm. is very low tech product called a yellow sticky strip. That was the tipping point. Once I put those up all over the place, I mean, I, there must be three dozen of them mm-hmm. in my orchid room, uh, in amongst the plants, and they they would uh, apparently thrip or att- attracted to the color yellow. And so when the adults would fly around, they'd get stuck to the sticky strips, and then they couldn't breed anymore. Yep, couldn't lay any more eggs. So they eventually died out on their own. Yeah, and uh, you break that life cycle. And I tried everything else, but once I put the sticky strips up, boy, it was maybe a month or six weeks, and they were gone. And they're always up now. I never take them down. (laughs) Good idea. (laughs) Never. And they catch fungus gnats, too. Yeah, they do. Yeah. But I'm always checking them. But the best place to check is the flowers. You know, to see if they're if they're coming back. But so far, I've been you're, I've been clean them, for a long, long time. Ever take some of your flowers and tear them apart and look for them? I do. I bang them on a white piece yeah. of paper. I bang them on my hand, um, not just in the orchid room, but in the in the general population. Anytime I have a flower open, um, especially on the begonias, I don't like them blooming. Um, the ones I grow, I grow for the foliage, not the flowers. The flowers are insignificant. But I'll still take the flowers and I'll bang them on my hand or something to see if anything moves. <laughs> <laughs> one time, on one of her trips to Hawaii, Dorothy decided to take some flowers to her. She has some friends in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Carnations, what she, okay. what she decided to take. And she found some place that had carnations dried. Because you can dry carnations hmm. and reconstitute them. Just stick them in water and they open right back up again. No. It's an, it's an amazing thing. You can store them for quite a long time. Um, and so she took them, you know, wrapped up appropriately. And when she approached or came into Hawaii, she had to declare them because you're not supposed to take anything vegetative into Hawaii uh, and, and let you have special permission. Um, so she took them and uh, stopped at the agricultural station. I had declared them, and you took them out of the wrapper and banged them on the table. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God! <laughs> Gonna kill these things. He was looking for thrips. Sure. Didn't find anything. Goodness. Good. So we succeeded. And I can't believe they let him through, though. And, and that's the last time we took <laughs> <laughs> a live material into Hawaii. 
Hey, uh, the reason that we're going on and on just between the two of us yeah, is because we don't have any callers. And here's the phone number, 303. It's not a secret, 303-477-2473. And you can uh, chat on about one of your trips, and if it's plant-related, thank you. Um, we'll discuss it. We'll let you discuss it. Love to discuss it. Uh, otherwise, I'm going to have to tell you about some of the things I posted on Facebook. Um, one of my... There's, there's two groups. Well, there's many groups. Well, I'm not an expert. What, what do I know? But the, the mountains of South America, way down south, they have these things that we mentioned last week, rhizulite violets. They, the flowers look just like our violets up here, but they grow in these volcanic, vol, volcanic volcanoes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they look like hens and chicks, kind of. They did kind of do, Really yeah. very, very, very tight leaves in rosettes and um, actually just gorgeous plants. Another one that's somewhat similar is the Patagonia petunia. Oh, I See saw those? pictures of those. I want that. Oh, stunning. Stunning is right. Just shrubs, small, almost ground cover shrubs of, of petunias, small petunias. Do you know what their bloom cycle is? I have no idea. No idea. I know their name, and that's it. That's it. <laughs> okay. All right. I, would, they be, would they be hardy here? I don't care. Um, I would love to have them grow them just for the summer mm -hmm. to see if they would perform kind of like they do in the south. But beautiful. Absolutely stunning plants. Oh, my goodness. Oh, dear. Anyway, if you look at my Facebook, or look at my look at our Facebook page, the, the Garden Wise Guy page, um, and, and look for it. You have to probably have to scroll back a couple of pictures, and it'll be there. I belong to a Facebook group that is um, Native Bulbs in Habitat. Yes, but not just co not just Colorado or the U.S., but Native Bulbs world. of the world. Yeah, <laughs> and some of these things that you see coming in from. Africa and South America and Australia, just Spain and Greece and desert bulbs blow my mind. Yep, come up out of the ground, no leaves, right? Just the flower stem and the flower by the thousands, oh. <laughs> unbelievable millions. <laughs> and there's a lot of them when the leaves do come. You'd plant them just for the foliage. Yes, yes. Let alone the flowers. Why aren't they in the trade? It makes no sense to me. All right. Now we have callers. Okay. Let's go and talk to one of them at a time. And looks like Andrew is up first. Good morning, Andrew. Thanks for calling the Garden Wise guys. Good morning, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Sure thing. Uh, I've been wanting to call you for the longest time, but um, last year, the last time we talked, I had an orchid issue uh, that I just wanted to give you an update on. Oh, excellent. It, I hope it's a good, uh, a good update, a positive one. It is. So, so I had a phalaenopsis, and it would not bloom. It had buds, and they just weren't open. And I told you about a spot on the leaves. So I kind of got scared, you know, just threw it to the other side of the windowsill away from my other orchids and said, why should I waste water on you? And then they opened. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if, if I have one orchid that just needs a little abuse to get it to grow. 
I find that a lot of times that's what orchids need is a little bit of benign neglect. And yeah. uh, and and they seem to they seem to thrive on that at least for me, um, I, I definitely don't. I I, I don't uh, give my orchids a, a ton of time. I I'll maybe work on them a couple times a week downstairs I'll just to, just just I'll for watering. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, I think if you dote on your orchids, that's a sure way to kill them. Well, another update is I have an Oncidium mm-hmm. orchid. Yeah. And a friend of mine gave it to me when he moved to Hawaii, and he's since passed away. But I've never seen it bloom since I've had it for the past six years. And this year, it threw up a spike. So I'm so excited about that. Excellent. Good job. Well, we'll, it's still in buds, but I I can't wait for it to open. Oh, sure. Yeah. I do have a question about the lilies that bloom around here in June. Um, they have like two to three foot um, stems, and they're orange. Okay. Is the, is it? I I don't know what the name of them is. Um, I, I've heard them called tiger lilies, but I'm not sure if that's the true name. Yeah, that that's the name of one of them. That's that's really commonly grown yes okay and that's probably it well <clears throat> what's the trick to get them to bloom <laughs> sun sun and uh, uh, the better the soil the better they will grow and bloom okay because i've got that on the west side of my garage and mm-hmm. so they they don't get early morning sun okay maybe that it's just in the wrong location do they get all afternoon sun um, a good, a good portion of it, but, um, but maybe not, you know, maybe a tree is shading it part of the day. You well, know? Jim, Jim grows amazing lilies. And how much light does yours get, Jim? Full sun all day long. All they day are long. the best ones. Okay. Yeah. So I'll have to move it, see if it bloops then. <laughs> and if you, if you succeed with that then and find the right spot, now you can branch out and grow lots of lilies there's a ton of them out oh. there not to be okay. confused with day lilies those are no. different yep and you can get li- you can get uh, lilies that after you have them for two or three years they can get up to eight feet tall wow and have these large trumpet sized lilies uh, flowers on top fragrant wonderful oh my things. goodness okay and last question: um, Could I? When do you when do you transplant pentamen? Uh, uh, probably the earliest part of spring, as soon as you can work the soil. Okay. They're fairly easy to transplant. You just take a clump of soil underneath the the plant itself. Gotcha. Okay. We'll have to do that. Thanks for you, the information. You bet. Thanks for the call. All right. Sure. All right, we're going to take a little uh, short break here, and uh, we finally have some callers, so we're going to go out and and talk to you as soon as we get back here on Legends A10. Many of us in Colorado start our spring gardens indoors during the winter months, but instead of using plastic six-packs, choose an eco-friendly alternative with botanical interest recycled paper pots. Made from 100% recycled food-grade paperboard, these paper pots are super simple to use. Just pop them open, 
fill with soil and seed, and when you're ready to transplant out in your garden, tear the perforated bottom away and place directly in the ground. No root disturbance and no transplant stress. The paper pot biodegrades right in the garden bed for a zero-waste solution to seed starting. They also provide a convenient way to share your seedlings with friends and other gardeners. They come in three sizes, and you can find them at garden centers across the country and online at botanicalinterest.com. It's time to fall in love all over again. Valentine's Day is Monday, February 14th. At Lafayette Florist Gift Shop and Garden Center, we deliver romance. Surprise her at work on Friday and impress her coworkers, or start the weekend off with a special delivery at home for the weekend celebration. We have just the thing to take her breath away. Send beautiful roses and shades of red and pink or a colorful spring mix of garden flowers. It's easy to give a gift of nature. Order online at www.lafayetteflorist.com and see all of our Valentine specials. Call us and speak with one of our floral specialists or stop by. We're open daily. Spread the love. Don't forget a friendly bouquet for Valentine's Day or a special floral hug for your mom and something for him. Choose a masculine floral bouquet or a houseplant for his desk. Guys love flowers too. Lafayette Florist is your one-stop Valentine's Day shop. Add a finishing touch with balloons, plush bears, and gourmet chocolates. We deliver next door and all around the world. Order now to reserve your Valentine's Day flowers. Lafayette Florist Gift Shop and Garden Center, located at 600 South Public Road in the heart of Lafayette. Contact us at 303-665-5555 or www.lafayetteflorist.com and we'll help you express your love. Happiness guaranteed. Call into the Fix It Show with your questions about your home. Saturday morning at 9.30. Specializing in heating and cooling problems, legendary hosts Deborah and Adam bring decades of experience and award-winning expertise to their live, interactive Fix It Show. Helping your home weather Colorado's unique climate and temperature swings. You have questions, they have answers. Call into the Fix It Show every Saturday morning from 9.30 to 10.30 on Legends. All right, we're coming back. We, in fact, I lied. We are back here on Legends 18, taking your phone calls. And having said that, who is next, Keith? Suzanne in Littleton is up next. Good morning, Suzanne. Thanks for calling the Garden Wise guys. Hi, how are you? Excellent. What's going on with you today? So um, I moved to a beautiful HOA um, about two years ago. And I noticed that a lot of the older residents um, were starting to sell their homes to newer residents. And... I was just, just walking around talking to people and found out that a lot of people wanted to learn more about gardening. So uh-huh. I decided to start a gardening club. Good for um, you. So that the um, the seasoned gardeners, the older residents, can kind of teach the newbies how mm-hmm. to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we started um, meeting in August last year. We, we've been meeting monthly. Um, we took some time off for the holidays and the winter, and I think we're going to start back up in March. Um, but I'm just looking for some topics to start with because I, I myself am very new to gardening and landscaping. Um, I moved here from Brooklyn, New York, where I lived in an apartment with about 40 houseplants, but that's my like extent of knowledge. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm just trying to think of some. Well, do you suspect that most of your, of your uh, people there are more interested in outdoor gardening or indoor gardening? 
Yes, outdoor gardening. Oh, okay. I would start with the basics. Uh, one would be treating the soil. How, how do we uh, amend the soil and adding organic matter and all that st- kind of stuff if they are growing traditional plants? And by that, I mean most of the plants that, are, that you find in garden centers and, and uh, vegetable gardens as well. Then there's another whole area that they may be interested in called Xeriscape. Right. Where they grow plants that don't require a lot of water. And, and actually yeah. grasses that don't require a lot of water. I mean turf grasses and don't require a lot of mowing. So that's a, an, a whole separate topic altogether. Sure. Um, conti- yeah, we did do... We did do like a bunch of garden tours at sure, the end of sure. last season. That's a, I think that's a great way to find out what uh, what has what have other people succeeded in doing. So yeah. your new folks don't have to, you know, try to grow rhododendrons when they when their neighborhood nobody grows rhododendrons, and that's for a reason. Right. Exactly. So I think that's a great way, a, a garden tour, just, walk, just walking up and down the street and, and looking to see what other people have and see if you can't identify what those plants are. Yep. Okay, great. That, that's a great, I mean, there, there's hundreds of topics you could, you could do on a weekly or a monthly basis, but I'd start with the basics first. Especially um, seed you know, growing things from seed. An entirely a, a topic that could take up, you know, several meetings right there. Right. How, how to grow seeds indoors to prepare them for outdoors. How to grow seeds uh, in the ground outdoors. How to do cuttings. And, and I guess that some of the people you have there are gardeners already and know how to yeah. do some of these things and can direct then the rest of them on how to do these things. Yes, we have some excellent gardeners in our yeah, group. Yeah, and, and I would use their expertise on, on a various topic. You know, get together, and one meeting might be just to come up with topics to talk about for the rest of the year. Topics right. that everybody else is interested yeah. in. I think a good, another good subject is uh, how, to do, how to grow things in containers outdoors, um, how, to, how to put different plants together if you're doing flowers. And or, or how to grow vegetables in containers outdoors. Because a lot of times, especially with HOAs or other communities like that, you don't have a whole lot of soil uh, in the ground space, but you can do things on the patio, what have you. Right. Right. Do you know if there's um, there are places that offer like a local class on container gardening or something like that? Well, there uh, we're going to be talking with uh, a lady here shortly uh, with... Tagawa Gardens, and they God, they have a university of classes available. Mm-hmm. And you need to get their newsletter and, uh, and follow that and find out if there's a topic there that your people might be interested in. Yep. And, I'm, and, I, and I know there will be, by the way. And I know Luann, who is their garden ambassador, um, Luann has been known in the past to uh, actually go out to different clubs and, and give talks. I'm not sure what they're what the situation is right now with the COVID issues, whether she's doing that right now or not, but it's something you could certainly check on. Okay, great. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Well, good luck and enjoy yourself. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Uh Uh-huh. I will. Sure thing. 
All right. And speaking of Luann, she's on the phone right now. And I've been aching to talk to her. Oh, <laughs> <true>. <laughs> <laughs> A great that's, segue. That's Maybe that's the best right. ever. <laughs> it's Luann Aiken, right. by the way, folks. <laughs> Hello, how, hello. How are you, Luann? Happy New Year. <laughs> I'm just well. How about you, boy? Oh, pretty good, considering. Good. Do you have your mat? Do you have your mask on? I don't, but all the children are outside, so I think I'm safe. Okay. Because <laughs> if you don't, one. then maybe Keith and I will have to put one on this on this end. I've got one on my one on, on my microphone. There's a mask on my microphone. Yeah. And mine on my phone, so we're thinking the same. All right, way, so good thing. <laughs> so do you? Uh, hey, happy New Year, guys! Well, thank you, and right back yeah, at you. Yeah. I was going to ask you, yeah, based yeah. on our last caller, um, I know you used to go out and give talks to different organizations. Are you doing that now, or are we? Uh, is that on hiatus while the COVID is a problem? We are doing it on a kind of a low level. We're trying to figure out um, what makes sense given the times. Yeah. Um, our preference would be to ease back into some in-person classes, which we're working on. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also going to plan some Zoom classes. We did maybe a dozen or so of those this time last year. You know, between the holidays and the beginning of the sure. uh, hands-on gardening mm-hmm. stuff, um, I'm going up to the Arapaho uh, Library, Smoky Hill Library today, and I don't know that the registration is still open. But we're going to talk about succulents, and that's a class that they propose. So I'm going to haul some stuff up there, and we'll we'll talk about some succulent care, and then they're going to plant a little succulents in a teacup. So there's lots of things that are possibilities, mm-hmm. um, and you can always call uh, Tagawa's. At, you know, look it up at TagawaGardens.com and ask for outreach. Megan in outreach is the is my minder. There you go. Okay. She, she sets everything up. So yeah, we are working on it. We're we're not at the levels that we used to be, sadly. Um, but you know, as the times evolve, we hope to really you know because education is such a priority. Oh, it is. For the Tagawa family. Yeah. It's huge. Ed- education really is huge. required for success. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and we love to share it, and we're not just about selling plants. We want you to succeed. So, I mean, we'll be happy to sell you another one, but that's not really not the point. You know, we really yeah, want you to succeed you know, with, with what you take home. It's not like potato chips, I'm, you know. No, no. Um, it's, and I just happened to be looking in preparation for, for talking to you guys. Um, I would like to get a plug-in for some of our videos that we have on YouTube. I, I, we're somewhere over 100 that we've done in the past, I don't know, My goodness. Years I've been there. So, uh, and I was just looking, and there's one that we did in cooperation with the Arapahoe County Libraries on uh, uh, gardening in Colorado for newcomers, and that actually has, let's see, one of these has, has that one has 12,000 views, and there's one on planting trees that has over 100,000. Wow. We're getting the word out. We're getting the word out. Good for you. Up and running. Yeah, we'll be up and running again with some, some new videos here as soon as the world gets a little more calm, and we have some visuals we can show. But right now, the focus on uh, is on houseplants at Tagawa's. We got a massive shipment in about a week ago. We have another one scheduled down the road not too far. But uh, houseplants are kind of the focus in this slight doldrums part of the gardening season. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, definitely want to come and check out and see what houseplants might tickle your gardening fancy. We do have fantasy orchids coming next Saturday, not today, but next Saturday, the 29th. They'll be there from 10 to 3, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. with a big selection of orchids for show-and-tell, for purchase. And uh, the folks up there always give great presentations, and, and that's one of those where we're going to be very careful 
Um, we would definitely ask people to mask because they'll be kind of clustered, you know, in mm-hmm. a group. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, people get the itch to do something oh, this time I of know. year and plan your garden. Yeah, as you guys And, Luann, did, did you know that we're very lucky to have fantasy orchids still? Yes. Yes, apparently yes. the fire came right up to their parking lot. Oh, yeah. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. and, and as you well know, you well know, it. greenhouses, except for glass greenhouses, yeah. very flammable. Are there any? Yeah. I don't yeah. even know if there are glass greenhouses. Yeah, probably there. not many left. Mm-hmm. The hail come out here. <laughs> kind of come. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. But, uh, no, that's a really good point. So we're happy to support these people, and they always give a, a great presentation. So that is next Saturday, 10 a.m., 3 p.m., Fantasy Orchids comes to Tagawa's uh, with a great selection of orchids that you can buy, and you can ask all kinds of questions. We have our 2022 seed racks filling up rapidly and all the supplies it takes to grow them. So it won't be long until, let's see, peppers are 12 weeks pre start ahead. Tomatoes are generally eight, so it's really not that far. No, it's you not. Know, especially if you're going to use some protection. You need to start thinking about that for sure. Just put up a blog on um, some lower lighthouse plants that might brighten up your midwinter doldrums. Um, we don't want doldrums. We have no room for doldrums. Like no, sure. not in our house. <laughs> so so uh, blogs go up pretty much every, every at least every or every other um, Thursday, for the most part. And so there's a whole bunch of them online, too, as well, at TagawaGardens.com is our website. And if anybody is getting an itch to work in a garden center, Tagawa is accepting applications for uh, our seasonal positions, of which there are many and many more. So you can go and fill that application out at our website, tagawagardens.com, fill it out, drop it off at uh, guest services. And once they begin to do the active hiring, you know, if it looks like a good fit, they will definitely give you a call. Do you have so to have experience? You do not. Cool. We do not. We're happy. We're happy to train. So you'd hire me, it's huh? Really valuable. Yeah, <laughs> we even could. Yeah, even you might call. Even me? Even Jim. <laughs> Jim, definitely. You, maybe. But <laughs> <laughs> Thank <laughs> you, Luann. So it's, it's always helpful, but, uh, you know, we've taken a lot of people who just have a fancy, you know, just love gardening and, and are eager learners and, and love to work with people and love to get their hands in the soil and around the plants and stuff. So, yeah, it's uh, it's really an, a happening kind of place right now at Tagawa's because there is so much. There's just, you know, doldrums don't really exist. There's always stuff to do. There is. It's not like the olden days when the winter no, was no. just dead. Is it yeah. uh, this industry has managed to figure out how to keep busy year-round, yeah. oftentimes too busy. busy. Yeah. Well, yeah, but except be careful what you ask for. <laughs> that too. <laughs> I think it's careful. one. And, yeah, go ahead. I, I was just going to say back to the, the employment thing. Yeah. One thing that people should know is that when you work for a garden center, even if you have no experience or you're just a beginning gardener, that sort mm-hmm. of thing, you learn a tremendous amount about gardening while you're working, being paid yeah. to learn about gardening that you can take home and apply to your own house. Absolutely. It's, Absolutely. it's, a, it's a win-win situation all the way around, and it's so much fun. And a lot of people call Tagawa's their happy place. A lot of the folks who, oh, who yeah. I work with and who work in the staff in general. Um, and so we love that. We love that you, know, we are, you are more than welcome to come in and wander around and not buy a thing. You know, mm-hmm. you just need a break. You need to smell that soil and, and watch. Uh, I mean, shoot, three weeks from now, our bare root roses, thereabouts, will be yeah. coming in. Wow. So, yeah, <laughs> it's not that far off until 
you know, you can go out in your suit sleeves and <laughs> not, <laughs> exactly. not get upset because you wore your flip-flops and your shirt sleeves in the mail. <laughs> but anyway, TagawaGardens.com, 7711 South Parker Road. That is one mile south of Arapahoe Road. We are open 10 to 5 today, so come on down, breathe in that nice, humid air, and uh, scratch the itch in whatever whatever form you might like. So oh. I appreciate your time, gentlemen. Just Thank remember you. that when you're scratching that itch, hey, you, I, you are in public. <laughs> it is, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I just wanted to say I did plant my garlic upside down when you're in oh, yeah. fine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was it was almost picturesque when I <laughs> dug them out and they had this giant U-turn. <laughs> I have no idea what I was thinking. I have no idea. But anyway, gentlemen, have a grand day, and right. we appreciate you. Too, you too, Luann. Thank Thanks, you for Luann. calling. Bye-bye. You bet. Bye-bye. All right, we have to... Oh, oh. All right, let's go out and yeah. talk to Carol out in Castle Rock. Good morning, Carol. Good morning. How are you guys? Excellent. Thanks for calling the Garden Wise guys. How can we help you? So I want to thank you for uh, getting me the ticket to the North American Rock Garden Society oh, good. talk. That was so fun. <laughs> Excellent. It was... Yes, it was so interesting, and, and um, I really enjoyed it, and I... We're taking out our front yard grass, and we're having we're going to put plantings, and I'm going to do uh, ice plant and all the things that attract hummingbirds and everything. So I'm going to be replanting my front yard. So that was really helpful and put some interesting things. And in fact, I've ordered seeds from them. <laughs> I've been sucked in, you know. <laughs> it sounds like it. Yeah. So it was really interesting. I really enjoyed it. I have a question about hellebores. Sure. Um, do, you, do you get those in seeds, or do you buy the plant? Most or? people buy the plants. Okay. I can't ask you how and old you are, but if you're our age, you buy plants. <laughs> That's true. Seeds, I am your seeds age. take forever. I'm probably a little bit older than you are. <laughs> seeds take forever to get plants. to blooming size. So, yeah, get. That's true. I, I prefer plants myself. Yeah. So, um, okay. So, like, you know, the garden centers will have them in the spring. Oh, yeah. In bloom. In bloom, yeah. In bloom. Okay, great. I have to tell you, the one place that I have found every year for the past, I don't know how many years, has a really wonderful selection of hellebores in the spring in bloom, so you you buy the color you like, uh, is O'Toole's. Yep. Oh, okay. I don't know why they have such nice ones, but uh, and why the rest of the garden centers around the the town don't don't pick up on that but man they have some nice ones yeah and i can't i can't vouch for there's two other o'toole's uh i'm going to call them close to my place and north of where i live on sixth and sheridan uh it's the one down south off bellevue and federal federal yes that's the one i go to because i keep going down that seems to have a bigger selection of this particular plant i don't know why but yeah they have great things there yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Okay, great. And then, uh, oh, I've seen online these people, these, um, what do they call themselves, sowers, and they're growing, they're starting seeds in milk containers, yeah. and they just put them out in the yard, but they seem to be zone seven. So could we do that here? You can grow so things in milk containers, warmer. sure. It, you know, it's just a container. It, it okay. doesn't last as long as the plastic ones. But typically, if you're uh, growing just for spring, you know, spring like vegetables and what have you, they last long okay. enough. I know these people seem to have like 80 
jugs in their yard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the plastic jugs or the paper paper cartons, they all work. Yeah, just given our, yeah, our climate. Says, yeah. Given I, our climate here, though, the amount of time it's going to take to keep them properly watered and so forth is when you have 80 of them, that, that's like a full-time job. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know. I thought, geez, this is really out of control. But, the organic um, <laughs> growers here in, what's the name of the group? Um, can't remember the name of it. But there's a... There's a group in the local area, they grow everything organic, and they typically have a plant sale in the spring, and I don't know about this spring with all COVID and what have you, uh, and they specialize in tomatoes, and various oh, members okay. are growing tomatoes, and everybody grows them in, in plastic, uh, paper milk cartons. Really? Oh. Yep. Because yep. you're going to take well, them you home know what? I've and gone you know, plant to them. The- I've seen some kind of odd cartons when I've gone to the Denver Master Gardeners plant sale. Mm-hmm. They've had unusual containers. <laughs> sure. For their plants. <laughs> you know, over the years, even uh, the commercial growers have come up with now thousands of types of containers over the years. And, and once you get into uh, uh, people just doing it in their, in their own house, you come up with, you know, several thousand more kinds of containers that people grow in. It's just a container, and any, anything will work if it holds soil and, uh, and, and drains fairly well. You know, <laughs> it's waterproof and drains. Everything okay. works. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Sure. Appreciate your thank call. You. you bet. Nice talking to you. All right. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Now we need to take a break. All right, let's take a little break and come back right here on Legends 810. Plants in general are good for the soul, and many studies show people are healthier and happier when surrounded by plants. You will find a nice selection of house plants and some great pots to add interest to your decor at Jared's Nursery and Garden Center. House plants not only add beauty to your living space, they make it healthier by removing toxins and pollutants from the air in your home. Spider plants, philodendron, dracaena, and peace lilies are just some of the common plants that can be great air purifiers. If you're having trouble with existing plants, the staff at Jared's can help you determine the problem and recommend a solution. Maybe the only good thing about COVID is that it resulted in many new gardeners. Jared's has a great selection of seeds, including heirloom and many unusual varieties of flowers and vegetables, tomatoes, peppers, sunflowers, zinnias, and others. Check out their website, jaredsgarden.com, for classes beginning February 5th to help as you plan for spring. Jared's Nursery and Garden Center is located on West Bulls Avenue between Kipling and Sims. Winter hours are 9 to 5, 7 days a week. They thank you for your support in 2021 and look forward to serving you in 2022. Advertise your product or service with the Garden Wise Guys, the most listened to radio gardening show in Colorado since 1994. Radio talk show hosts Keith Funk and Jim Borland are dedicated to supporting and promoting independent businesses and the products and services you sell. The reason for their success is they help their advertisers. This is a destination show every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m., simulcasting on both a.m. and f.m. People are gardening in larger numbers than ever, and radio advertising is timely, adaptable, targeted, and affordable. Listeners can catch the show at home, in the car, at work, and at play. On the radio, computer, or mobile device, the radio is there. Today's competitive marketplace demands an active medium, and that's radio, capable of stirring emotion, creating demand, and selling your product or service. Contact the Garden Wise Guys now. Email thegardenwiseguys at gmail.com. Thegardenwiseguys at gmail.com. 
And we are back taking your phone calls. And who do we have up next, Keith? That would be Sharon out in Aurora is giving us a call here. Good morning, Sharon. Good morning, Keith and Jim. What's going on with you today? Well, I have a mandavilla that I have overwintered. Um, and I don't, I've not done this before. I really like the plants. You know, they trail. Um, and I'm wondering if I should just let it go. It's by a south window mm-hmm. right next to it, and it's kind of a, not a real warm room, but um, a cooler room, and it has one flower on it right now. But it, you know, it has some trailing uh, stems to it. Yeah, you know, they have it a tendency. Good. They have a tendency to be kind of viney, don't they? Yes, they do. They and will go up a trellis. Yeah, yeah. So, um, what what's your question about it? Well, should I cut it back? Just leave it. I mean, it looks looks good. I would I would do very minimal pruning on it this time of year. If those vines get out of hand, you can cut them back. No problem. Just cut them back to another pair of leaves. Uh-huh. Uh, but I would save any hard pruning for later, you know, closer to spring. Okay. All right. Are you fertilizing it? Yes, I use uh, I use my orchid fertilizer on that, too. That'd be great, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, looks good. I'm excellent. Probably don't want to overwater it. Let it get a little on the dry side between waterings. They don't like to stay sopping wet. Okay, great. All right. Thank you, guys. Thanks you for bet. being there. You bet, uh-huh. Sharon. Thanks for calling. Uh-huh. Bye. What's your other name for Mandavia? <clears throat> well, there's Mandavia, and then there's Diplodinia. Diplodinia, that's right. Is that the same thing? I thought they were different. Well, it depends on the taxonomist you talk to. Some okay. of them say, no, nah, they're all the same. Okay. And others say, no, nah, they're not the same. They're two different things. They kind of look like two different things. But then it could be spe- species-specific. Yeah. So I don't I don't know that much about them. I've grown them. I like them. They're good mm-hmm. summer bloomers. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not had good success wintering them over, but then I don't have a south facing window yeah. like Sharon does. Yeah, I was growing, trying to grow it under lights in the basement that has north facing windows, and it was a it was a spider mite mess. <laughs> So it, it ended up spending the winter outside. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> After a while, it's just like, I can't deal with this. No. Yeah. <laughs> and they're not that expensive. No. I'm, yeah. No. True. But they grow fast and they bloom all summer long. They're, they're fabulous plants. It's a, it's a popular plant for, I think, I see them in front of restaurants and mm-hmm. uh, storefronts and what have you. In a container, of course, up a trellis or what have you. And uh <clears throat> Some of them look fabulous during the summer. Oh, yeah. Bloom their heads off. Well, the, the breeders have gone crazy. Yeah. Uh, coming up with new varieties, new colors, even variegated leaves. Yeah. Uh, not a fan. Not a fan, no. With those flowers, you need a, a solid green yeah, background. I, yeah, I agree. And uh, a lot of plants, that, curiously, variegation. I mean, it's interesting, and I'm glad that they recognized it and, and propagated it. But hasn't caught my fancy yeah. on everything. Some things I think is great, like philodendron. Oh, some sure. Of, some of those are great yeah. variegated. And right now, monsteras <coughs> are the Monsteras, big, yeah. Big, big, uh, cut-leaf philodendrons is another name for them. 
Swiss cheese plant is yeah. another name for them. But my goodness, the prices on some oh, of those. Oh, I know. Very so, somebody on, on Facebook posted a, it was probably a poster of leaf types of the Monsters. And mm-hmm. I had no idea there were that many leaf types. Filigreed leaves that are just very, very finely cut. Mm. Uh, and, and the various cuts in the leaves are just, it's remarkable what's out there. I don't see any of them for sale, but it's nice to know they're out there. Mm-hmm. There's another philodendron, uh, Gloriosa, I think it's called, Philodendron Gloriosa. Yeah, um, a lot of different leaf types to it, mostly color of the leaves, uh, not so much the shape of the leaf, but they're big, big heart-shaped leaves, almost elephant ear-like yeah. in, in a way. But the colors <coughs> that they can come in. Yep. So I, I, I saw one. I like the dark form. And so I went online to see if I could buy one. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not spending that money. Yeah, you see it, yeah. <laughs> and another thing I see on Facebook of late, at least on stuff that I get on my, on my feed, are people, I have no idea where they are. I suspect in the tropics somewhere. Uh, very little information associated with these pictures of anthuriums. Oh, yeah. With these They're gi- hot right now. Giant, long, s- tropical leaves on them. Unlike any kind of anthurium I've ever seen before. And, and some th- now the, there are hundreds of those out there. And some of the really beautiful leaf variegations and yes. patterns on those leaves as well. So there's a ton of stuff out there. And, and to uh, repeat what Keith said earlier, why don't we see them here? They're out there. They're waiting to come in. And you know they would sell. Oh, absolutely. I guess we're just going to have to quit what we're doing and, and put together... Uh, an expedition with our pith hats and and bring all this stuff back. And put it where? In your basement, of course. <laughs> That's what I was afraid of. <laughs> or, yeah, well, we'd have to have a greenhouse. Now this becomes a very expensive proposition. It does. It does. And that's why you're spending $50,000 for a plant of anthurium. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you are. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Me either. No, but that would be However, fun. However, if I had the facility, a, a, a tissue culture facility, I might buy that plant. If you could sell them for that much apiece. Knowing, of course, that I could tissue culture it and come up with hundreds of thousands of them and uh-huh. sell them. You know, long-term profit is way out there. It would be fun, though. I mean, I think about this every once in a while. It would be fun to have a, a facility that you could specialize in unique and interesting houseplants because right now it is a huge craze across the country yep it is and i've even gone to using houseplants outdoors in my mixed pots of annuals things like stuff that you see every day spider plants and uh begonias and and tradescantias and and things of that nature rex begonias mix them in with your annuals and they're they're fantastic you know it it would be very nice to be when it's some of the tropics around the world and true expedition style but you don't have to do that you can go to some of these countries and and they sell plants on the street Mm -hmm. you know next door to their ramen and noodles outfit and you could go and just select from the stuff that they're we'll try to get them into the country though well yeah that's another big giant hoop to jump through yep and now you have to get rid of all your thrips (laughs) we'll just bang (laughs) them on the table (laughs) so you need a facility over there you know, to quarantine the them. Quarantine them, yeah. yeah. And probably uh, be prepared to have them quarantined when they come into this country as well. So, well, oh, let's go right. out and uh, talk to Jim on the phone and see what he's up to this morning. 
Hi, Jim. Hi, good morning. How are you guys? We're good. We have about a minute to music, so what uh, okay. What can we do real quick for I you? Ha- I had uh, three big elm trees ground up, and I've got the mulch pile. Uh-huh. Can, would you ever put that in garden soil and no. rototill? That's what I thought. It Not until it's completely decomposed. You need to compost it until it's okay. almost unrecognizable. Okay, I got you. Probably have disease and stuff. No, no. not necessarily. It's it's the wood itself that is problematic until it decomposes. So you can use it as a mulch on top of the ground. Yeah, but don't dig it into yeah. the soil yeah. because the the bacteria the the, the microbes that are uh, responsible for decomposing those wood products require certain nutrients and they'll pull those nutrients out of the soil at the, to the detriment okay. of the plants you're trying to grow yeah yeah okay all right all righty thanks a lot thanks for your call all right, Jim. Thanks, good Jim. question and there's the music indicating that we are done for the day no more questions can we answer so save them up should you have any that you didn't get answered today and bring them to us first thing next week when we're going to be right back here in the very same place on legends 810 and we will answer them. In the meantime, thank you for listening and participating. We appreciate anything like that. And uh, remember, keep your shovel sharp and be careful where you dibble. If you missed something today, you can get it again tomorrow, Sunday, 6 to 8 p.m., when the whole shebang is rebroadcast. Or you can go to podcast, podbean.com, and come up and uh, replay the show there, right on Facebook or other places. See you next week, right here on Legends 810.